0: before you really get into branding, you need to understand everything about you, what you're providing and the client you're providing it for. So graphics is really like step four or five. It's not even the first thing. A lot of people, they're like, well, I got my Instagram account. Now I got to get me a logo. And I'm, I'm like, but you don't fully have a message. A lot of people, they'll want a logo or they'll want a nice Instagram, but they don't know what story they're telling. If you're telling me you want to work with men and women, your logo shouldn't be pink and rose gold just because that's your favorite color when you're doing branding you're not doing it for you anymore it's about them
1: hi there it's sewa and welcome to episode 41 of the she's off script podcast this is a show where we hear and learn from women who have created unique blueprints for success my hope is that you'll hear their stories and translate their gems into a unique path for yourself if you're listening to us in the U.S., happy 4th of July. Joining us on today's episode is Chloe Cleves. Chloe is the founder of the Chloe Branding Company as well as the founder of The Branding Brunch. She helps brands refine their brand messaging in order to bring their creative visions to life. When she realized that most newly launched brands probably weren't gonna be able to afford her services, she started a traveling branch where she packs as much value as she can into a coaching session over mimosas. If you've been thinking about either launching your own branding business or wondering how to launch a successful offline event that complements your online business, this episode is for you. Before we dive into this episode, just a quick reminder that I would love to share your off-script moments on this podcast and hear where your off-script journey has taken you. Whether you've changed careers, ended a relationship, started a new business, moved countries, or significantly changed your mindset, I would love to share your stories. If you would like to be featured as the Offscript Listener of the Week, send an email to hi at she'soffscript.com. That's H-I at she'soffscript.com. With that, let's dive into this week's episode. Chloe Cleves, welcome to She's Offscript. How are you today? Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm doing well. So for anyone in our audience who hasn't heard of you or the Chloe brand, could you share who you are and what you do?
0: Okay, I'm going to try to make this simple so people can understand. So I am the Chloe Brand on Instagram, at the Chloe Brand, and I am a visual brand director and educator. Um, And the reason I have chosen that title is more so because when I say branding at first, a lot of people are just like, oh, so you do graphics. And it's so much deeper than that. Like branding is the full experience. So I help my clients and future clients, hopefully. Um, I help them understand first, what is their brand message? narrow that down to the brand statement. Then we can better tell the story and figure out how to tell that story. Um, I help them pick the right team, meaning the right photographers, the right designer, if it's not me, the right videographers, because even that matters. I'm at the photo shoots, making sure the poses are even exuding your personality. I work very closely with photographers and other professionals that understand what I need. And so that way we can portray the right story for what your message is. And you can actually convert to sales versus just having a nice, pretty Instagram. Um, so that is in short what I do. And I, I add educator on there too, because you know I do have a brunch series in which I do teach small businesses um, about branding. But throughout the process with my clients, I make sure you understand branding too, not just for you, but in general, because you need to be aware when you see other brands trying to work with you, when you see businesses that want you to buy from them, like I know how to break it down in my head. I'm like, no, this is not together. This is not trustworthy. You can pinpoint more things when you understand branding. So I direct the brand and I educate you to make sure you can keep it consistent and cohesive even after we're done working together if we even finish. Usually I speak with the companies for however long they
1: need me. And I definitely want to dig into what you believe are the key facets of any amazing brand we see, whether on Instagram okay. or anywhere online. But before that, how did you even get started going down this path? Did you take brand-related and uh-huh. courses in college?
0: Well, my degree is marketing, but they don't really teach you branding when it comes to marketing. You know, they teach you like the basics. I think everybody took basic Mm -hmm. marketing. I literally felt like my degree was that basic marketing class over and over. Um, I'm not going to say that I didn't learn any branding tips, but I didn't learn how to apply them to branding until I got out and did a lot of self-studying after college myself with the companies that I worked with that's that's where that came from but the actual branding and like what i do it kind of came naturally i tell people all the time like i started off in the blogger space um before influencer was a day-to-day term the way that it is now i started Mm -hmm. off actually reaching out to small businesses i'm like hey i see you don't have a lot of pictures um i see that you're using a lot of stock photos um and you know a lot of people they're just trying to make it and I want to support but I'm just like how are we going to support small businesses that don't look credible because we can only see that same stock photo so many times before we're like clearly it's from China clearly you know we're thinking about the what we asked for versus what we got you know Mm -hmm. and things of that nature so I was reaching that out I'm like hey I'm a new blogger um, I'm not trying to charge you. And at first I didn't like it was really just a passion because I had a job. I was okay. Um, I was like, I'm not really trying to charge you, but I see that you don't have a lot of photos. Um, I can take photos for you if you just send me clothes and I'll submit the photos back to you so you actually have content for your, you know, for your websites and stuff. And then I dug deeper and I'm like, Well, I don't want my picture on I mean, I don't want my picture on websites that it's not all the way together, you know, like the mm-hmm. pictures is all over the place. So I, then I started saying, Okay, let me offer a photo, and web package. Um, so that's how I kind of got into that space. Um, mm-hmm. And it just started going from there. Because then they're like, well, since you're doing my site, can you, can you do a flyer? Like, can you, you know, and I was literally charging next to nothing at this point. Because it was just a side thing. It was just something I enjoyed doing. I had all mm-hmm. the clothes in the world. So I was okay. I was like, this is, this is it. And little by little, I just kept refining it over time. And I'm just like, nope, that's not enough anymore. This isn't enough anymore. And now, for me to even, you know, I don't want to lose my passion for designing because that was all self taught. So now it's at the point where I will only be doing designing for clients that I'm doing the full process and outlay with just because, Mm. you know, you don't want to do a logo for somebody. Then they go to somebody else that's cheaper for a website. Then they go to somebody else that's cheaper for something else. And even though they know your colors or, you know, this, that, and the third, it's not a cohesive looking brand. Like you can tell different people. You know, did it. Like, even now, when I see people get another graphic designer and do a flyer for a brand I did, of course, I know I didn't do it because I know I didn't do it. But when I see right. it, I'm just like, how cohesive right. is or that's it? That's not the way I would have done it. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I would rather, and a lot of people don't realize, even that's part of branding. You don't want your name in and on any and everything. Um, mm-hmm. I, Like I said in the beginning, a lot of people just want the exposure. And I still want to be exposed in the right way. So I would rather refine my process, which will also in turn refine the clients that I work with automatically. Um, And you'll be able to fully see the results that I provide versus here and there, like it used to be when I started.
1: Hmm. So I, I've actually heard you say that you left corporate four times. So first, yeah, off, hats off to you because it takes a strong sense of self I think to it, hit that reset button. It really does. It does. But it really could does. Could you walk us through what you were thinking each time you made that transition back to corporate? Every
0: time, um, every time I left it first, so the, I would leave the first one, and I was just like, I just can't do this. Like I've said, I tell people all the time, I am very passion driven. Mm -hmm. Um, so for that reason, if it's something that doesn't feed my soul, I cannot stay with it. If it's Mm -hmm. something that does not provide a sense of self and like happiness within, I cannot. Um, and that goes for jobs too. Now, when I would go back though, I'd be like, let me just go back, you know, like it's a sense of security, just like everybody else thinks Or I'm like, okay, at least I have this money coming in. I can design on the side. Um, And things of that nature so it was really basic thoughts but it would take everything in me to go to these interviews like when i say like i'm crying driving to this interview i'm like i really (sighs) do not want to do this i really do not think that i need to do this and but i would do it because i'm just like okay well this still presented itself for a reason it might be something i'm not ready for it might be something else that i need to learn from the corporate setting versus my own setting um, and then eventually it just got to the point though where there I had so much, so many projects. I'm like, I don't really want people waiting all the time because I have a job. That's not the ultimate reason I left corporate, but it kept getting to that point, which would also contribute to me thinking, okay, this, this might not be for me.
1: So now you're talking about having multiple clients. I've seen that you've worked with lots of branding clients. You do visual directing. I see you posting it online. So for anyone looking to launch a similar business, could you share how they can successfully earn a living doing that? How should they be structuring themselves in order to actually make a living?
0: Um, well, first, it would depend on what their what their message is, which is why I tell people. I'm like, you have to know specifically what you're doing. Like a brand message isn't like one thing I've seen a lot of businesses doing recently, or at least um, I guess you can say like freelance businesses and personal Mm -hmm. professionals, you know, the ones that are just doing like consulting and things of that nature. It'll just have this vague statement, which is almost there, but it'll have this vague statement that's just kind of like, I teach women to turn their passion into profit. Okay, but how? Like Mm -hmm. that can be taught in a million ways. So how much do you really know what you're doing? Like a mission statement is cool, but a brand message is literally almost, a, it looks like it's a paragraph long, but it's really like one, maybe two sentences. And they're just so in depth that they break down specifically what you do. So it should tell you mm-hmm. who you are, what you do, who's your avatar, um, how you help them, what the result is, where they're at now. Like It tells a lot of different facts in this one Statement, and then it can be refined down to your brand message where you just pull out, I am such and such. I do this for individuals by doing this. You know? Mm-hmm. So once people fully understand that and understand, like when I say understand the avatar of your client, you need to know what they're doing every time a day, or at least what they should be doing based on that lifestyle that they're living um, every mm-hmm. time a day. And so, first, before you really get into branding, you need to understand everything about that. About you, what you're providing, and the client you're providing it for. Um, So, graphics is really like step four or five. It's not even the first thing. A lot of people, they're like, Well, I got my Instagram account. Now I got to get me a logo. And um, I'm like, But you don't fully have a message. A lot of people, they'll want a logo or they'll want a nice Instagram, but they don't know what story they're telling. If you're telling me you want to work with um, men and women, your logo shouldn't be pink and rose gold, you know, just because that's your favorite color. When you're doing branding, you're not doing it for you anymore. It's about them. Like it's supposed to be a reflection of you, but it's not about you. And I think that's where a lot of people kind of get lost in that. Um, So that's where the process would start. Definitely talk to a lawyer if you have to, you know, for your legal purposes, make sure your name's like really available the IRS does not care if your Instagram name is available. Once you've at least filed the basic paperwork, because you I know trademarks get expensive, all those things, they cost a lot of money. So if you're really starting out and you just want to turn profit, make sure you get the basics done like an LLC or something, then go into talking to people like me or other brand consultants that can help you break it down and execute a plan. Um, I tell people all the time, really for branding, if you're just starting out, you need to plan at least I would give it four to six months in advance. Um, so when people come to me and they're like, "I need a website by next next week," that, <laughs> I'm like, wow. "You're not." I'm like, "You're not about to stress me out." So no. Um, but it's just because I don't know how to speed through something without taking that care like that, and that's not how branding should be done. Like I'm sure it took a long time to fully develop Nike and the brands that we love like it took a lot of thought process like people are complaining that rihanna hasn't been making music i'm sure she's been branding for like the past couple years because even Mm -hmm. though we knew about fenty beauty the fenty drop came out of nowhere when she joined you know the luxury organization everything we're like oh okay and she's doing design after design that took time for her to understand the visuals she wanted and she's one of those people who i really do see her as like a creative genius for a lot of different reasons Mm -hmm. um and her brands look completely different. Like the Rihanna is the person kind of, she can be kind of edgy. She has Savage X Fenty. That's kind of, you know, the that's the over the top, like bare it all, no shame type of brand. You can even tell by the visuals. Like even the visuals for every brand look different. Fenty is very warm tone because she wants everybody to be able to see that anybody can wear this makeup collection. And then, there's, and then there's Fenty, the new luxury brand. It's very edgy. Like everybody can't wear the type of things that, she's putting out, they might can, but they might not have the confidence to, because it's a a different type of thing. So you really have to take that time to understand branding, to be honest with you, especially as a personal brand, because nowadays people see lifestyle and they think, okay, I'm just going to be walking down the street and all my photos and sitting at Starbucks. I'm like, oh girl, no, that ain't it. We need to talk.
1: <laughs> and sometimes you do see things like that, and you want to just pull someone in and be like, Can I help you? But then yes. again, you're also a business. You can't yeah. help everyone. You have paying clients as well.
0: Exactly. And sometimes it, it literally hurts my heart about that. And that's kind of why I started the Brandy Brunch. And I, And I just recently realized it's like a passion project more so for me. It is its own entity, but it's a passion project because I know a lot of people don't have the budget. Full branding, beginning to end, no holds barred, do what you got to do. Everybody doesn't have that budget.
1: Exactly. So talking about helping people, what are some mistakes that you made early on when launching your business that you would really caution new business owners against?
0: Um, to be honest, I think my main mistake was I didn't really plan, but not because I was trying to rush through anything. I literally did not know what I wanted to do. Like, I know Mm -hmm. I was going to school for marketing. Originally, I wanted to be a fashion designer. Um, But then I was like, if I go to fashion design school, I want to pull out, go to a art school. And then I'm like, nope, I want a college experience. I might want to do football. I want experience. I might want to be Greek one day. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know what I would want to do, but I wanted to be prepared for that and have the option to do all of that. So I kind of just moved with it. Even while getting the degree, I was kind of just like, so what what am I going to do with this? Like all the time. And I said, I'm going to just get the marketing degree because it was the one degree I felt I could get, and no matter what I chose to do, there would be a place for me because every company has a marketing department, every company doesn't have a branding department. Um, But they kind of like intertwine when it comes to corporate stuff. So I'm like, at least I'll have a job, you know, whatever it is. But I still didn't even really understand what marketing was because every time I apply for a marketing job, I'm getting calls back from, you know, the little Boots and Sam's club. It's like, oh, yeah, girl, come try out this this drink you can stand here we work six days a week and you know you get commissions and I'm just like I'm not about to do that like I run away from those people I don't want to be one of those people so I'm like no this is not it so I didn't really have a plan because I did not know what I wanted to do I was at my Mm. first job maybe an hour and a half not hour and a half a year and a half to where um I eventually told my manager, I said, hey, I don't really have a passion for this anymore. So I know I can't give you guys the work that you need for me. And it just started kind of building from there. Like I said, when I would reach out to these businesses and say, okay, I can take pictures with you, uh, with your clothes or your products, whatever the case may be. I just started building out little by little what my branding would look like. And that's how I even got to the point now of saying, okay, I'm not doing design for anybody who I'm not fully branding. Um, It's just been a step-by-step evolution. And that's kind of what you have to do. But that's why I tell people, even when I have clients come to me, they have some amazing ideas. But I have to tell them, you can't launch everything right now. Like, people actually want to see your evolution. People want to see, Mm -hmm. like, even with you, like, people are proud. Like, I'm proud of you. You left your job. You had a good job, too. Like, you Mm -hmm. left and now you're out here, you know, pursuing your purpose or your passion And you're letting us tell our stories like that. That was an evolution type thing. And and these brands, like they know about things they want to release, like the big brands, they know about stuff they want to release years in advance. So all the ideas you have, you need to write it down in a way that makes sense. Even if you don't have a full plan as far as the financials, how it's going to work, quarterly, all that stuff, write down the things you want to do. And then you can knock them off the list. It's just like every day. You do the stuff that's most important first in the morning or whatever the case may be. You knock out the main stuff first and then keep rolling things out intermittently. That way people still have things to look forward to. Mm-hmm. So my biggest advice would definitely be to plan, 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 um, as much as you can, because you're going to keep getting new ideas. I'm not saying everything needs to be you know right and tight right now. Mm-hmm. but you need to plan as much as you can that way you can understand how you need to roll it out, the suspense you need to build, what brand stuff you want to
1: change um, and evolve with. You've been doing this branding business for five years now, yeah, and I love how you said sometimes you're looking at people's profiles and you're noticing common issues with their brand that make people, not want to engage with them. And I I liked what you said at the top of the interview about how are you going to engage with a brand or think they're credible when their pages look a hot mess. So when you come across new brands, what are some of the little issues that you see with them that you think people need to take note of now and fix right away?
0: Um, First thing is consistency. So the way I look, because I'm a visual brand person, I definitely look at your visuals first. Like if I go to your page, I call it the first 15 is my rule of thumb. Because you can see about 15 squares before you even scroll. Like as soon as you go to someone's profile, you can see that. So I'm looking at those 15 squares. I'm like, okay, are these 15 cohesive? Um, what are they telling me? I'm looking at the bio. I'm like, it says they're a store. I see a lot of quotes. Like what are, what are we selling here? So first I see that you're not really paying attention to the content you're posting. When I say consistent, I'm not necessarily meaning, oh, she hasn't posted since, you know, in a couple of days. I'm more so seeing, is your content the same? People think consistency means, oh, I gotta post 10 times a day. For me, consistency is are you posting content of the same value each and every time? Like, even mm-hmm. if it's a even if you're posting a quote next to a picture you did at a photo shoot, is this quote something that's, you know, deep? Is this something that's gonna resonate with me? Is it something that's teaching me something? Because on the last picture, you was just telling me about how poetry does this, 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 and now you're telling me go twerk time. Like, That alone, that's two different things. And so I Mm. think a lot of people too are having the struggle right now. I get this question a lot about their personal versus their business pages. So I think some people Mm. have one page or they get confused and they want to keep, they want to post everything. Then I don't know if they don't want to switch to the other page. I don't know what the issue is, but I see a lot of personal mixed with business. So it kind of makes me be like, I don't need to see everything you ate when you went to Applebee's, you know? Like I don't, Mm -hmm. like I don't need like what are we doing? So for me, I look at the visuals before I even click to read. If your visuals don't match up, like if I see, okay, here this you is telling your friend happy birthday. Here you're selling me a dress. Here now you're telling me you're going to be selling hair soon. Here, you're telling me like, okay, it's Monday. So first of the month post, you know, yesterday you expected all the first of the month posts from everybody. I even look Mm -hmm. at that. Is your first of the month post, is it something you created for your brand on your own media card? Is it one you screenshot it? You didn't even crop the screenshot stuff from around it. Like, is it something that goes along what you're doing? If your page is mostly about natural and being green and all of that. Are you, did you post the July picture that is kind of like, maybe it's in a garland and things of that nature. Like I just kind of break it down and then if your page catches my eye, I will click to read what you're talking about. So the first thing I think people just really need to pay attention to that content because people will scroll maybe two times before they already know they want to click off your profile or press follow. Um, or mm-hmm. at least, or at least turn on notifications because you can still turn on notifications without following a person. So right. the key is to create content that people want to come back to, and that's why I think a lot of people are messing up. They're just kind of posting for now versus posting as something that is kind of timeless in a way that people can keep referring back to your page, keep coming mm-hmm. back. Like that's why a lot of these businesses they post the same thing different ways because somebody's gonna save it. And people do go to their saved and they will come back to that. And then if they're they might be trying to buy from you and it's not payday, but they saved it. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna come back and buy it. But if you're just posting it any kind of way, they don't even know that this dress is actually bomb. Like they don't they can't see that. So I think that's mm-hmm. where a lot of people are messing up. They're just kind of posting because they know they need to post, but they're not posting because they know the purpose.
1: So I actually wanna pivot a bit to the subject of transitioning. Your business. So you said it's good to see people go through their different phases. Earlier this year, I know you decided to pause the design side of your business and to rebrand. And I think it takes a lot of courage to do that as well. So could you talk about why you made the decision to do that and your process for pivoting your business?
0: Oh, yeah, because it got to the point where a lot of people everybody's like commending me on how great my work is or like how, you know, I've inspired them. That's cool and all, but I have to inspire myself first. And I mm-hmm. was I was doing so many projects and I'm like, I never even have the time to work on my own. Like I literally had a landing page that was saying, you know, thank you for coming. It had like a few pictures of my work so that you you can see the quality and things of that nature. And it's just like, we're rebranding. And I'm like, it literally was up there. It was supposed to just be a landing page, but it stayed temporary for like almost two years. So that's how I know that I'm like, God has had my back. um, People have had my back. I've had amazing support and followers because people still recommend me, even though all that was there was a the landing page. Like that was people Mm. hiring me through faith. And it got to the point where I'm like, if I'm talking and preaching about cohesive branding all the time, mine needs to be together. So I Mm had to, you know, I had to make that decision to where like right now, I'm still at that point where I am finishing out all the work that I have, but I am going to step back to you know, as soon as all of those are in good places, I am going to step back for maybe like a couple of weeks or close to a month to just work on my stuff. So I've been trying to do it intermittently. Like I do all my photo shoots, like I stockpile. I'm really good at that. That's why I tell people you got to plan your photo shoots. Like literally everything's about planning. And if you execute it right, you can, you know, scale back a little. So that's kind of why I scale back and that's kind of how but luckily nobody's really wavering as far as like should I or should I not go with her support her because it's just been about mm-hmm. still putting out something that's like hey I'm here hey I still do it and I'm telling people I'm like yeah I'm not going to be doing it no more like I had to find my I had to find my ways and my reasons to say no because people were like well I just need a logo and I'm just like well I actually stopped doing that and they're like you can't take one more and then like you said I you would feel bad because you want to help but I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm leaving I'm losing my peace, you know, by saying yes to every single thing. And I'm like, I mm-hmm. I might can better do that once I have a structure and my site is, you know, where I want it to be.
1: Let's take a step back. You talked about the fact that you aren't happy with your own logo and your own website for two years. And I feel like that's a stumbling block for a lot of people where they get stuck on my logo, my, you know, my website, and then they don't launch. So could you talk about how you were able to get over that hurdle enough to then say, that's fine. It's fine how it is. Let me just start working with clients.
0: Um, Honestly, I would like it in the beginning and I'll be like, this is it. And then as I'm working mm-hmm. with clients and I'm seeing what I can actually do, I'm like, this is not it. So it would just really be, (laughs) it would really be like just an evolution thing. And that's why I'm so big on timeless logos and not trying to have too many pictures and, you know, things of that nature. Because when you, like, say, for example, I trademark stuff. You trademark a symbol, you only have, you know, all rights to that symbol. If somebody else wants to go out and use that name, they still can't because you trademarked Mm -hmm. the logo. So that's why I'm so big on like timeless, you know, mainly fonts that way people know like trademark the name, but that's really how I just kept evolving. I was just not like how the name looked anymore. So I'm like, okay, I want to change my font. Okay. I want to change this. Okay. I want to change this. And I finally just recently found like the full look that I want. So now it's about going back, getting my images done. I'm stockpiling. I shoot about 10 outfits at a time, or I'll shoot like a bunch of studio stuff at a time. That way when I have it, you can just go, go, go. I think too many people will stop because they don't have the materials to do it. Like with pictures, mm-hmm. you know, people be like, well, I don't have nothing to post. I'm like, you do know you can still post something from last week. Like if you look at these influencers, you can go through their grids. Like you know she didn't wear the exact same outfit and standing in front of the exact same house a month ago. Like these are pictures mm-hmm. that they spread out. And once you have so much content, you can just mix it up. And you, right, you can right. read the captions. They don't talk about, okay, so they don't always say, okay, so today I did da-da-da-da-da. You know, they'll be like, one thing I love, they never put date-specific information in their captions because we stockpile. That's how we get things right. done. So that's kind of really how I knew to just be like, okay, let me step back. This is how I know I don't like my logo because I saw what I was doing for other people. And it just helped me start getting more ideas. Like, And I know you know as a creative in a different space, it's different when you're doing it for other people versus yourself. Like that's a different type of mentality and motivation you have to find. Like it's mm-hmm. I'm just I asked I asked my consultant. I was like, "Can I can I hire somebody else?" And she was like, "No. Like you can do this. You have to stop." So sometimes it does take a push too from extra people.
1: Right, exactly. So You, I think I've heard you mention your consultant before. At what point in your journey did you decide, okay, I need some outside mentorship in a more formal way?
0: 2019. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I had really thought, like, I'm not saying I was doing a bad job by myself and I still would never say that, but I saw this quote and it says, if your consultant doesn't have a consultant, they shouldn't be your consultant. Because there's always somebody at a higher level. Like, I know a lot of people have mentors, but a lot of times I see people with mentors in a different space also than what they're in. So I think that you kind of need both. Like, you have a mentor, but you need a consultant. Like, unless your mentor is a consultant already. Um, But a consultant that she actually used to design, she actually used to be, you know, in the space I was in. She's been through the different designer and creative blocks that I've been through you know and she's now scaled to where she's over the six figure mark just doing one stream of income when it comes to um consult so mm-hmm. you have to talk to people that are better not necessarily better in a way that's like oh she's better than me I can't do that but better in the way that they've learned they've understood they've put the work in now it's your turn and they're helping you up so that's the reasoning behind that um but it doesn't mean you can't succeed by yourself. But even the people that are like, I, I'm self-made. I'm like, no, somebody had to spin your record or do this or you know let you know that one tip that might have took you over the top. Like nothing is 100% mm-hmm. self. So you got to expand.
1: We actually had an episode about buying premium services and courses Mm -hmm. to help educate you to get to the next level simply because you need it. You mentioned earlier that you're self-taught in this line of work because By the time you finish college, it's probably outdated information. So it's important that you reinvest in yourself. You make sure that you're staying at the forefront of whatever your industry is and not think I could just do it by myself. It just doesn't work that way.
0: At all. And and I think that's kind of what's detrimental to a lot of people. Honestly, it kind of worries me that some people really still have this mentality of no new friends. Um, Mm. Some of my closest friends are new friends. And they have unwavered in every way, shape, or form. Um, I'm not saying that you need to discard your old friends. I still have plenty of my college and high school and even elementary school friends I have a few of. But, um, but you still have to keep evolving. And that's, and it kind of takes being in a new circle sometimes to evolve. If you're still around people, like from where I'm from, I'm from originally, originally, this little bitty town called Ideal, Georgia. It's like South of Macon, it has more animals than people. Um, um, yeah, it's the it's country. So my mom knew like I have to get out of that, you know? So um, for that reason, I know that the people you're around the most are the people you will start to adapt things from. And you don't want it to always be the same people.
1: So speaking of evolution, last year around this time, you had the idea for your branding brunch. Yeah, was just an idea in your mind. So first, could you share what your branding branch is? I think you've already talked a little bit about it. And let us know why you felt the need to launch it.
0: Of course. Um, the branding brunch literally, at first, it just sounded good <laughs> in my head, just being real. But I was just like, I, I know that I love brunch. And usually the universe will speak to you in a way where you know, okay, it's time for that next that next step, you know? Um, so I'm like, okay, so many people have just said, when are you hosting something? Um, the first event I had for a blog lunch years ago, was a huge success so i'm like okay maybe it's that time so i thought about it i'm like well it still needs to have something to do with branding first and foremost um because i think a lot of people now they're just hosting things to, so they think it's another way to make money quick or like have a pop-up shop quick get some people involved and now you make your money back and i was like that's never been my mo if it happens it happens mm-hmm. um so the branding brunch is literally encompasses as much as I can within a three hour time period, but it encompasses all the basics. We talk about what's cohesive. We talk about, um, the legals. We talk about things to consider when you're looking for a web name, like even how to brand yourself, if your name on Instagram or the domain you want is taken. So we really break down all these different things because people are like, okay, I got to have shop the Chloe brand, everything. Shop the brand.com shop the Chloe brand on Instagram at Chloe brand on this, this, this. And I'm just like, sometimes that's, it might not be available and it's okay. But that's why you mm-hmm. have to be so aware and knowledgeable of your whole brand. So that way you know how to work around it. Like if Nike gets just do it.com, we still know it's Nike, just even though it's not Nike.com. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we break down those different things. We talk about packaging. Um, I'm really big on packaging. Um, we talk about what's the experience even throughout your client's processes. And this is not just if you have a branding company. This is if you're a personal brand, if you have a boutique, because I still work with a lot of boutiques and hair um, mm-hmm. companies, because like I said, I was in that space first. Um, so yeah, that's what the branding brunch is for. And you get it for, you know, literally a whole fraction of the price um, to talk about the basics versus doing the consult with the full layout. Because mm-hmm. I really want to help as many people as I can, but in my in my way. And it still has to fit my brand too. I don't want it to be another event where all we're doing is taking a picture together. I, do, I still do not understand what value that adds to your life other than maybe posting a picture that gets you more likes and engagement because it's a celebrity or something. So I'm like, that's not, I'm like, did you give me a business card? Did you something? And a lot of times people are not. They literally walk up to these people, take a picture, say, I love what you're doing. And they walk off. And I didn't want that to be another something. So I thought about all the events I've been to, all the ones I liked, all the ones I didn't like, all the ones that could have been better. And I'm making it that. Um, I thought about, I'm like, okay, what is my brand? And this is really when you have to understand your brand because it goes into your events too. Um, I Mm. thought about my brand. I said, okay, I'm warm and welcoming. So I want to make sure I hug everybody at the door. That's why another reason why I only want like 20 people. I don't want the energy of 150 people. And I don't know what you got going on. I want it to be where we're all at one table, very nice table. I want it to be a reason where you actually dress up. You have to think of all these things. So I'm like, I want y'all to dress up because you are your brand. I want to have special guests that sit at the table amongst everybody. Um, because I feel like we think that a lot of people in our society today are not touchable and we're really right here. It's like, nope, right here. Um, And I think of these things. I give out, uh, I wish I had them right in front of me. So I give out a hardcover planner. It's about 120 pages that I actually print and bind myself. It has brand tips in there. It has has a lot of different ways to plan. It has cost analysis. It has contact pages, note pages, of course. Um, It has ways that you can organize your life because you really have to have all this stuff in place when you're branding because it reflects. Um, There is a workbook that we go through throughout the brunch. Um, and that's kind of the main one, but I made it in a way where you can go back and go through that whole process again, if you decide to start a new business um, or anything of that nature. Um, it has a notepad in there. It's called the little brand book, kind of like the little black book. Um, mm-hmm. And it's where you can just have ideas because I'm tired of people having the excuse of, when I got tired of people having the excuse of, um, I don't never have nowhere to write stuff down because I'm more of a writer than a put it in my phone type. So the notebook Mm -hmm. is super small. So wherever you are, you have this notebook. It fits in a pocket, fits in a purse, fits in your hand. So And it has a pen attached. So you can't really say like, I didn't have a pen. Like, nope, all this is excuses of the past. Um, And then I also give them like branding gifts to work with me and things of that nature. If it does get to that point where you're like, okay, I have a budget. This is what, you know, this is what I want to do. So I try to make it a valuable experience and not just like, I don't need to just keep taking goodie bags home. Not saying mm-hmm. anything wrong with it, but I'm just like, how many times do we just, we take the lotion out or we take out whatever we need and that's kind of it with the bag and the rest of it, you throw it away, you give the candy to your kids, whatever. But it's nothing that makes you be like, oh, I'm going to remember to shop with this, with this business. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't leave a mark. So that's what the branding brunch is. Oh, and it's vitamin Camosas and food. So we're still going to be lit too, because I still am all for a good time. Like I said, I'm a brunch (laughs) person. I'm the real kind of brunch person. So
1: I wanted that full everything. I love how you mentioned the details and the value that you're bringing with these events. But at the end of the day, the economics have to make sense. You're still a business owner. So... Mm -hmm. Are you losing money on these branches? I'm not
0: actually, um, because you have to still know when to reach out for sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, and then when you do reach out for sponsorship, you also have to know what you're asking for. So when I do reach out for something, I'm very specific. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't say okay, I need a sponsor, and then just ask for you know those little lotions and things of that nature. Like a lot of people I see, they're reaching out for sponsorships and just because they want something. In the goodie bag, it's kind of like they're just saying, Hey, we just want to see if you're interested in putting something in our goodie bag. Like when you're not specific, your event and your return won't be specific. Um, mm. and for me, like a lot of the things that I have for the brunches, I can reuse. Like I make sure, so even though it looks super nice, I make sure I have artificial plants. Plants are expensive, artificial and real. Period. Mm. I don't I did not know that until this brunch, I will tell you. But um you have to think of that. So I get I try to always do a different place setting, but I still Mm -hmm. do it where I can use certain things over, like the gold plate chargers. Like gold is one of the brand colors, so I always have that, even if the Mm -hmm. napkin might be black or white or champagne or whatever the case may be. Um, I bought in bulk, so all I have to do, like I practice the place setting before I get all the stuff shipped to where it's going. That way I know exactly what I need see what I want to change. Sometimes I will just change out the flowers, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I always, I stay within budget. I'm like, okay, my budget for food and, and, um, the space is X, Y, Z. So whether I'm getting it at a restaurant or booking an event space plus food, it's within that budget. Mm -hmm. Um, and all of my materials that I give out are in bulk. So it's kind of like, long as you keep that same value, the same for you, like when you try to do something different, every time you're going to end up spending more money, And I do Mm -hmm. something different as far as the vibe, but it's nothing that I can't recreate with at least some of what I already have. So that way I'm not in deficit, you know, because I just want to host an event. And that's why I think a lot of people go wrong. They try to be so extravagant. And I'm not saying you can't because my my brunch has a pretty, you know, pretty good reputation as far as I know. And as far as I'm concerned, just because of even just from the looks of it, like looking at it, people are like, I want to come to one of your events because it looks like a fancy private, brunch and that's exactly what it is but we just have fun and we actually educate and we're not there just to be cute
1: that's a really good tip about doing things in bulk so that you get a lower unit price and make sure it's interchangeable from one event to the next and just don't do it because you want to have an instagrammable event with just no other purpose tied to your business In this case, you find a way to turn the people you're gifting both swag and advice to, you find ways to turn them into future clients, which ultimately is something that benefits you as a whole. So that's great advice for anyone looking to launch a similar event. But if you could leave our audience with one gem on going off script and carving their own unique path, what would it be?
0: To be honest, I would say just do it, but think about it first do whatever mm. you're setting your site out to do or provide, but really think about it. Like take your time to look at what are other people in that space doing? How are they doing it? What has made them successful? What makes you follow them? Like what makes you be in tune with this person's journey to where you're not even putting into your own? Um, because I think that's where a lot of people are. They're looking at people do it and they're just trying to figure out how instead of realizing We all went through a process. Like I used to wonder all the time, like how does one person start a business that starts small, then it grows to a corporation. And it's like really just learning as time goes on, like how to expand, asking people, meeting people. It's going to come. So whatever you need to launch, whatever you can do in that space, do it, but really have a plan even before you take that step. That's a really good gem.
1: Chloe, if people want to follow you after this episode airs, where can they connect with you?
0: They can find me. Pretty much everything is on at the Chloe brand, which is where I post a little bit of everything. If you already know, like, okay, I just want to know more about brunch. I know I'm just trying to get it together um, with what city she's going to. Because I have four more this year um, that is at the branding brunch and the link to each one is in the, the bio of that specific page. Um, If you want more information on services, I am still doing consultations right now, but the direct links for that is also on my personal page, but you can also go to the Chloe Branding Co. I kind of like wiped it clean, but the link is still there. still works. You can still book um, a consultation. I'm just not taking design clients right now, but those are all my links, but everything is under the Chloe brand.
1: Great. Chloe, thank you so much for spending time with us and dropping all those gems. I appreciate it.
0: You're so welcome. And I look forward to everything you have coming your way. And I'm
1: proud of you. Thank you. Proud of you too, girl. I'm so glad you made it to the end of today's episode. If you enjoyed the episode, please go on iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and write us a review. As always, don't forget to share this episode with your friends, family, colleagues, anyone who cares to listen. We'll talk to you next time.